Well, hello, my friends. I am happy to announce that um, I've been working on this uh, forum post all weekend. I'm excited to bring it to you. I'm excited to talk about it. I hope uh, I hope this is fun. Number one, <laughs> and uh, as much criticism as you want to lay on me, go ahead. This is um, you can read along if you'd like on the th forum thread and suggestions and ideas. Archvillain mode uh, is the name of the thread, and it'll be under under my name. All right, so let's begin. Obviously, there's a little disclaimer at the beginning of the forum, but I'll just I'll just kind of read it and then stop when uh, when I think it's a good time to explain. The Archvillain saga has been added, free for VIPs. There are currently two Archvillain sagas available. So I imagine this would be something that they would add to over the years and expand on over the years. I also think it would be better than just always trying to create a new content area for us to grind out and grind out items and whatnot. I think this might help them manage uh, the uh, reincarnation it might also push it more down or at least make that experience either more fun um, and make it not so much of a grind I guess is one way to put it but also one guy in one forum post had mentioned that oh well you know true reincarnation that will used to be the old end game and now they've gotten away from that. So maybe this is something uh, something along those lines, but not really. I mainly should have said that I, I believe this will start with you know, two guys, two separate arch villains that you would chase as a player, and eventually that they would add on to that structure. And I think there are many ways to do that. Okay. The Archvillain Sagas have their own story that play out across the plains and take place inside previously released content quests. So I imagine this briefly that say you are chasing, you say you enter this mode and you're playing the game through this mode, right? So the quest that you go into, there are other conditions, but so you go into the quest and say you're chasing the 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 archvillain through the the halls of Shantokar and and you get to the end fight you know the golem and the two elementals possibly if this was say the boss fight for that level like say uh, at the end of every level break between level one to five you would have like a boss fight and it would take place in one of say two or three different quests say two and get down there the the the, the quest plays out the story plays out and um, you're chasing this guy through the halls of Shantokar. You get to the golem, you activate the golem quest, and when you activate the golem quest, uh, well, it's not the same. There's uh, more. There's more people down there for some reason, and and just as you get there, they kill the they kill the golem, and then they share a few words with you, and then boom, your whole new objective now is to take out this new boss fight, this this newfangled boss fight now, right? And um, Hopefully, find out what happened to the seal of Chantokar. Maybe that's what the guy was after. Maybe not. But I think 
just in that one small explanation, you can see the, the value and the thought process of adding something like this to the game. Does it have anything to do with that particular quest line, Halls of Shantakar? No, but could you, as the, could SSG certainly write that in? Yeah, if they wanted to. Could they make it a big part or a little part? Yeah, they could make it big, they could make it little. I, I think the idea itself is just exciting. Just to, to be able to go through some of these old quests and now you're playing it in a new way, right? Not all quests. I'm not saying they need to redo all the content. These would be, a lot of these um, interactions would kind of be preset, quote-unquote, random, right? So there might be two or three different ways you would encounter you would escalate to that boss fight through the halls of Shantokar, right? So you might find uh, you might find the guy over in this corner, behind this uh, hallway, down down this past the secret door that you don't normally go down, right? So I think of it's missing in action or the other one there. I can't remember. Right in the harbor by the halls of Shantokar, usually you load in. And there's a uh, like waterfall type sewer thing to the left there. It's just a, and you climb over that, and you can fight the two kobolds. Open the door, and you go through two poison traps. And then there's the two there's the bridge that requires the four levers to be pulled. Well, my thinking is, if you were, if you were on one of these arch villains quests, it's possible, probable really, that you're going to have to chase them. The, their quest objective, if you wanted to advance that storyline with your character, you would have to maybe take a right and go down a less traveled road. Um, so that would sort of be, that would sort of be the, not the intent isn't to use unused parts of the quests, but it it is an option that the developers can now take because it would have its own kind of completion and then it would scale the XP for the quest considerably. I don't know how high it would, but I'm thinking extremely, like severely, like way too much XP because these these instances where you would interact with the Archvillain Saga would be difficult to craft. They'd be fun to craft, uh, but I think that they would also be harder to play, and the point would be to get as many people on board as possible, and the, I think the best way to do that is to reward that with XP, and while it wouldn't be really a true reincarnation mode, it it would be a really good fit for it, and certainly. Uh, and and what do I say when I? Well, so let me give you an example, right? Because that's a uh, kind of too really abstract. What I'm saying is, say you were uh, to go and you started your saga, and your saga happened to start it at Hayton's Rest, and you. My idea is that there would be three quests of the same level that you would have to go and explore to find the first part of the Archvillain Saga. So you wouldn't just, I mean, you may immediately start, but really the, the, the thought process is that, is that you're adventuring to find 
you know, that you've gotten a lead that this guy could be in any different places causing or looking for something and you are going to have conflict with him. So it, maybe hate and trust goes by and you don't find anything and maybe, uh, you know, you don't find anything until, um, well, that's crappy. So let me just go back and say, say you do hate and trust last <laughs> as the section of the three. And you always skip the, you know, the secret door on the left. Well, now you, you have to, in order to find out what happens next, you have to go down that hallway and you have to confront whatever's happening down there. Maybe the chest down there is already ransacked and the trap is disabled because, right, that arch villain is down there. Now, this would be, that scenario I just described would be, that would be something that would be pre-rendered by the game because the developers thought of it that way, okay? So it may play out differently in a different quest, but essentially that first step of the quest would would happen like that, right? Like you can one quest, two quests, three quests, and then all of a sudden you have an objective marker down that area and you don't, you know, you gotta you gotta go there to find out what's happening and then complete it and then once that's completed it would add a, a significant bonus of, of XP to the quest once you complete the actual quest you're in and I don't find that that to be um, too difficult to understand but that's kinda how it would work so say uh, you start in Hayden's Rest you go down there, you you know, because right away when you go in there, there would be a narration saying, okay, well, you've got a new quest objective. It's, you know, whatever the letter is that you found or whatever clue you have, has clued you. the narrator will clue you in, hey, there's more to this quest than meets the eye. So you find the secret door, you go down there, and instead of the quest with the trap that you always find every time you run Hayton's Rest, now all of a sudden the trap is disabled and the bad guys are there and they've looted the the chest and for, for whatever reason maybe something was in there maybe they're looking for something i don't know maybe you go and fight them and you continue on get all the crests but you the none of the quest crests have dropped and there are just different sets of bad guys in there and the bad guys are um by the time by the time you figure out what's going on or say you kill the last bad guy now you go to the end fight and realize that hey there's like already a fight happening here between you know one faction and this new faction and the old faction so I think something like that something like that you know it, it seems like a, a lot of work but I think you don't have to make it that you, you can make it as, as little and as, as as much as you want. You know, you could say, well, they, they go down there, they find the chest has been ransacked, and they fight the guys that ransacked them. Now, you complete the quest, and, and I imagine if you're level one, you would, you would walk out of that at level three. And you would talk to your, your you know, you, you'd, you'd get to the end of the quest, and you would read the letter, and the letter would... Um, would send you to your next quest objective, right? Which would be 
more it would get less and less random as you um, as you play through the quest so I, I hope that makes makes sense I will uh, I'll read on so Archvilla sagas begin by talking to a new NPC at, at located at most taverns the saga master saga master will grant you the archvillain buff the archvillain buff allows the player to heal only when in tavern marked areas Players will no longer auto-generate health and mana in towns and other safe locations. The Saga Master bestows a letter to the player, granting him the starting point for quests. There are three random quests and two arch-villains uh, the player may choose. So you'd get to choose which, which one you wanted to fight against. I imagine they'd both have um, you know fun stories to play through. But this way, if you played through one, you could play through the other. Or if you were saving one for with a friend, you could. Dying with the Archvillain buff will reset the player to level 1. I think that's the trickiest part of what this whole mode would offer. Because the mode is uh, going to grant you a significant amount of XP for some of the quests. Uh, now, I want you to think of the quest as um, you know, big points of XP separated by some some downtime some regular kind of regular questing and that downtime kind of gets further and further apart as the levels go up and up however the xp bonus goes up and up and up as well so that it will seem like it gets further apart because you'll be spending time in the higher level quests and potentially they take longer than lower level quests and that's kind of what i mean and uh, i also think that all that should really be left to kind of people who know the, uh, the quest design. But I do think my suggestion is that the wad of XP that you get, if, you, if I could use that language, is large. And large enough in the beginning to get a legendary character all the way to level 3. Well, well what if that takes a normal character all the way to level 5 or 6? Well, here's how you would do something like that you would, they wouldn't get, I think, the best way to do it is not just to add the XP to the quest, but to add a XP stone into the, into the game. But the stone only gives the player enough XP to get to level 3. So if you're a legendary build, you get enough XP to level 3. If you're a 28-point build, you only get enough experience to go to level 3. This way we keep everybody the same. Archvillains um, arch, arch villains appear and players boss fight against uh, against certain types. Cronies 1 through 5, antagonists 5 to 10, henchmen 12 to 16, villains in, in levels 16 to 20, arch rivals start to appear in 20 to 24, arch villains appear in 30 plus. So the idea there is that the arch, this gives the the developers creative license to to kind of have the arch villain not be revealed till much later in the storyline and you'll act with you'll interact with the cronies from levels one to five maybe you'll see the antagonists maybe you'll see the henchmen and the antagonists you know near near like say you fight the the, the boss fight um at level five with the cronies you might see you know an antagonist and a henchman 
and they might mention the villain, right? So this is, uh, this is how this would kind of play out. So that there's always this conflict and the players always engage. I imagine these boss fights will be accompanied by narration. I also believe that the Archvillain saga, the whole saga itself, when it's inputted into the quest, it should have its own narration. And it doesn't need to be much, but it does need to be specific to the quest and um, either point to the direction um, or reveal something to the player that the player doesn't know. Like, hey, these cronies are talking to this person, you overhear them say this, and they mention the villain's name. But then the next thing you see is the henchman, right? That's the next thing you fight. So anyways, so the boss fight would be with cronies at level 5, and then you'd still kind of see cronies throughout the the. the uh, they don't go away, right? They always need their minions, right? Bad, bad guys do so, but but you wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't be the main focus, right? Now you're focusing on the antagonist. The antagonist um, would be the next level up from the cronies. Then the henchman would be the next level up from them, and then the villain, right? This would be your first. This is like your kind of like your Darth Vader, right? You haven't seen the Emperor yet. You're just fighting Darth Vader, and then your arch rival. That could be. Um, when I think of Arch Rival, I think of Artemis and Trary and Driz Warden. So something along those lines where the you know the 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 saga isn't all is is it's full of conflict and battle, but maybe some of the villain types that you fight aren't just um I'm you know going to destroy the world. Sometimes they're just hey man, I'm an assassin or I work for the Thieves Guild. I make a bunch of money working for the Steve's Guild. They paid me this contract, and I'm going to find this piece of treasure before you, and I'll do anything I have to to stop you. So something, you know, play with that play with that kind of archetype once we start getting into the Archvillain. The, then you're fully kitted out. You know, you're level 20. You're getting into the epic levels, and now who is this guy that you're crossing swords with? You know, he's, he's quite the match for you, right? It's just in my head how I imagine it, but I don't think it's tied to any of these things. I'm just giving them a name so we can have um, something to to talk about, like a framework to build on. So Archvillains would be like the end, you know, the end game. So that would be something you would see in quests of 30 or plus. The Rest Shrines uh, would heal for 15% and limit one per quest. Party leaders may select a full rest option from a new shrine menu. Doing so causes traps and enemies to respawn across the quest. It will have no effect on quest objectives. So this is it's it's uh, an interesting thing I took from well, I won't mention the game, but if you know the games that are out there that do this, I find them to be qu- pretty interesting. And I think what I I think this is uh, something that we could add into DDO with this particular mode you can still use the rest shrine it'll heal you for 15% you get your clickies back that's not in there but I should have put that in there you, you get all your clickies back and whatnot so but you're not gonna you know be fully healed so you're not gonna get all your mana back you're not gonna get all your health back so and that's there to create tension with the players the resurrection shrine limit one use per, per quest all past lives are activated and allowed. Guild ship buffs are allowed. No bind, bound, bound to account, bound to character gear. No Kenneth crafted. And no challenge items. 
that's has to happen i think that gives it that hardcore feel right where you're where you you know you have this arch villain villain buff you can't equip these things so now you're um you know you're you're having that hardcore feeling where like hey man i'm a lot you still have the experience of your past lives and you can rely on those but you uh you don't you don't have those blindness immunity and all you know all this other you know, true seeing and all, all these other really cool really overpowered gear now you're for lack of a better word you're like everybody else except for the hard work you put into your character by true reincarnation you keep that but I think the gear will help uh, bring a new element traps uh, that activate now alert patrols of enemies traps do R1 damage traps increase damage after they successfully damage a player increase 10% so I think that's not fully spelled out but every time they damage a player they increase 10% <laughs> You know, I mean, until effectively they'll be one-shotting you. Traps and doors have elite uh, difficulty scaling. Mobs have elite difficulty scaling. There are more patrolling groups of mobs. Now this goes into some. These are basically the the, the last end of this is just kind of notes I made about the mode itself and what I what I would I don't my imagination of what hard is. I don't know what. It really would be right I don't know there would be some testing to go along with that because the issue is we want to push the player with this mode but push the player together and so that they're still having fun so we do want them to feel like they're powerful we do want them to crush the enemy at certain points but adding in these different levels of villain allow um, allow us to craft better boss fights that have mechanics from later in the from later in the development of the game into the older portions of the game and we can start small teaching players about new mechanics earlier and maybe introduce new ones new different puzzle ideas new different um different mechanics when it comes to the boss you know if you're fighting um if you're fighting say you're fighting a crony level five right he's uh He's some kind of, uh, say he's a bard, and he's, you know, he's, he fascinates the whole group during the, during the boss fight, and everybody has to make a, a save to be, not be fascinated. Meanwhile, he's got all these cronies and everything else also um, doing kind of new things that, that you haven't experienced before, uh, whether it's stat damage here or there, or blinding you or slowing your movement I mean at level five these would be detrimental and I think that that's how they should be played out they should be played out with fascinate slow you know stuff like that and encourage more use of the game rules not um, not abuse of the game rules although that's gonna happen and you're not gonna stop that from happening so I think the best we can do is just kind of craft or talk about something like that would be able to be adjusted over time so these things a mode like this the arch villain saga would be something that you could update over time and adjust over time I also feel like uh, 
they should be you know like the archetypes they should be new stages every few months so maybe they start maybe they plan a stage they plan which quest they're going to use they plan how this thing's going to go they plan it from 1 to 20 and then in three months they try to kick that out and then in the next three months they try to do 20 to 24 and then 30 boom they kick that part out so that you can still experience these things in your figure by if that was possible for them to do that, I think they're actually on a four-month schedule with the archetypes. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure, but if they could do it four four months, do one every four months, and four in a year, I mean that's crazy. And now you're talking they are DMing for you, so how do you handle that now? When you have say by the end of the first full year of doing this, you have now six options because it came with two. I think what you have now is a lower a lower level easier raid um, designed around you know you know a few different map sets that open say every three weeks they the raid changes to a new arch villain you earn are you earn the same raid token from all the different arch villains and you just go to you know whatever the arch villain raid master you go to him and he has all the gear there if you haven't gotten one from a specific drop but you can buy one with the tokens that you've earned i think it's and i think that would be a lot of fun i think you could tie a couple of different weapons to or helmets or accessories to the uh the raid bosses not much maybe you know something neat maybe you could even add in old loot like maybe some of these arch villains, right? They have, maybe you encounter one that House Kundarik had plundered um, Vela's uh, vault. And maybe one of them also drops the Sword of Shadows. You know, maybe you can't buy it in the, in the, in the raid specific vendor. But maybe it has a, it also drops there now because of story reasons. Because he went, he was looking for that piece of item. So I think these these types of things you see i think this mode that when you start talking about it and imagine if i if you had a lot of people to talk about it with you could probably really zero in on on how to focus this thing so it's it's really active because ssg to their credit has been really really active with this archetype thing and i think they really found their groove when it comes to that and i think they have found their groove when it comes to questing and all the stuff they're doing, but I think they need to do something new and something more like this, more like using those old quests and using new stuff in the old quests and allowing players to travel across the, um, the game with a purpose if they want to, right? And then reward them severely for that, whether it's um, just helping people grind out those racial past lives or whatever it is. I, I just think that would be a really great addition to the game. Something like this where it allows them to, it allows Standing Stone Games to be the DM, right? It allows them, hey, we can, you know what? I want to come up with this villain. What is this villain? This villain is freaking Turbine Points guy. You know his name is? Mr. VIP. And he, all he does is he's in every Coin Lord quest from level one to level 30, <laughs> you know? And they can, do they could start with a, an idea like that and all this guy wants is money he doesn't even care about power he just wants money 
So the power is kind of a byproduct. So that's what I mean. A, a great way to create villains and to tie those different storylines together in a more, in a unique way, not more unique way, but in a unique way. It, it would be cool to tie. I always thought it was fun first when I played the game to find that note in Waterworks about the Seal of Shanto car. And I think that adding something like this into the game where you find a note in Hayton's Rest and now you're like, hey, well, where are we going now? Well, uh, we have to defeat Corthos and then we're off to, well, I don't know, not, not keeping the borderlands, the salt marsh. Maybe we go to the salt marsh after and you got to go to one of those random one-offs that people usually don't do at low level. The tunnel one there, the way you drop down. You know, this sort of means, see, things like this would be cool, I, I think. Um, and obviously it would have a purpose, right? The bad guy's there for a reason. So this is my thought anyways. This is my throw my 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 suggestion out there to, to see what you guys think. And be as critical as you want. And please come up with your own stuff uh, if, if you want or add to mine. I don't mind. I just want uh, to see this game last. I think this is one of the ways it could really last. I think this could really, um, really change the game in a really staunch way. It allows them to help balance the game. You know, they can, each saga may focus on different things. Well, well, great, now we have a bunch of AC evasion guys running through here with, with magic. You know, all, they all got three levels of sorcerer for this SLA. Well, great. Now Standing Stone Games, if you watch out, in the next four months, they're going to have a new villain. And this new villain is not necessarily going to take all your power away or, you know, you know but you know they're going to make you think, make you think about that build. So, and I think that would be fun because I think the point of it should be more or less that your character has story and has an effect on the world in his own way, in his own, in his own character does. That's all, I, that's all I got for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. I, I know I kind of rambled, but if you put it all together, I think there's a story there, guys. Thank you.